Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. Join me as we recite the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So important that you start getting back to praying the way God intended us to. And this week we're continuing our series, our study, focusing on some of Jesus' great parables, titled, The Parables of Jesus Continue to Speak, because that's exactly what they do. And today we're going to talk about the parable of the rich fool. The text we're concentrating on is Luke 12.20. It says, But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own the things that you have prepared? And the scriptures we're working through are Luke 12, 13 through to 21. It talks about covetous being denounced. Let's go in verse 13 first. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who appointed me as a judge or an arbitrator of the two of you? Then he said to them, Watch out and guard yourselves against every form of greed, for it is not even when... One has an overflowing abundance, does his life consist of, nor is it derived from his possessions. Even when you've got overflowing abundance, your life does not consist of those possessions. And then it goes on in verse 16, the parable of the wealthy fool. He told them a parable saying, There was a rich man whose land was very fertile and productive. And he began thinking to himself, What shall I do? since I have no place large enough in which to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my storehouses and build larger ones, and I will store all my grain and goods in there. Verse 19 says, And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many good things stored up, enough for many years. Rest and relax. Eat and drink and be merry. Celebrate continually. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your soul is required of you. And now who will own all the things you've prepared? So it is for the one who continues to store up and hoard possessions for himself and is not rich in his relationship with God. So it is for the one who continues to store up and hoard possessions for himself and is not rich in his relationship towards God. Wow. That should give us all something to think about. There's many types of barns or sheds, depending on what country you're in. There's dairy sheds, there's livestock sheds, there's there's chook sheds or chicken sheds, for those who aren't Australian. There's tomato sheds, there's mango sheds. In some towns and cities, the place where they keep the buses or trains is referred to as a bus shed or a railway shed or a loco shed. And the size and shape of a shed says a lot about its use how much it's used, and the prosperity of the one that's using it. 
The conditional maintenance also speaks volumes about pride and investment and purpose. And in this parable, barns or sheds become symbols of material things. Today we're going to look at three different approaches at sheds or barns that are no good. First one is sheds have no inherent eternal value. Barns can be a symbol of God's blessings, yes. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honour the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your crops, your income. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. This passage refers to the contents of barns. God's blessings are indicated by full barns. And barns can be symbolic of worldly security. It is possible to use barns or sheds in the wrong way. The parable of rich fool demonstrates this fact. The parable opens with a warning. Take heed. Worldly security cannot be trusted for long. Seeking pleasure based on materialism leads to destruction. Barns can become our worst enemy. This is true when people make materialism their first priority and leave God out. Barns are of no value to people after they die. Let me tell you a story about people who have a lot of money or a lot of stuff. They, once they've got it, they end up spending most of their life trying to keep it and protect it. The soul is of more value than any material things. This is not to say that the whole person isn't important. Jesus spent much of his time during his earthly ministry ministering to physical needs. He healed the sick, he gave sight to the blind, he raised the dead, and many other miracles. But his main mission, however, was to save souls. This is to say that the soul of a person is the most important thing. The soul is most important because it lives throughout eternity, after the physical and material is long gone. The soul is part of a person that lives with God. And the soul is too important to neglect. The lesson of the parable of the rich fool is that if we neglect the soul to the point of physical death, there is no redemption. And the word fool in this parable refers to emptiness. We play the fool if we presume the amount of time that we have to live. Life is uncertain, but death is certain. None of us know when we'll die, how we will die, or the circumstances surrounding our death. We play the fool if we leave God out of our life. We play the fool if we do not avail ourselves to the best at the earliest possible moment. The best is the acceptance of Jesus as our personal saviour. The earlier we become a Christian, the better life we will live. The earlier we become a Christian, the surer our chances are of doing so. The best time anyone has of becoming a Christian is right now. What are you going to do about that? What are you to do in the light of this parable? Recognize that you're a sinner and those around you are sinners. Recognize Jesus as Savior. Ask Him to come into your life and save you. Ask Him to come into the lives of those around you and save them. Confess Him openly and publicly right now. Let's do it right now. Thank you, Lord. And let me encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us than just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways. Because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. 
and you're important to God, but you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.